What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I'm sitting with Jay Whitney. He is the CMO at Food Story Brands, and we talk about growing fresh craving salsa and really how his company has approached standing out in the salsa space. I love this conversation, getting into brand architecture, how to really live by your brand's values, not just talk about them, but really be about them. This is a this is a fun one. We got excited. Uh, I enjoyed this. I think if you've been listening to the show, if this is your first time, this is a great inductory episode. And if you've been listening for a while, I think this is going to be one of your favorites. So definitely stay tuned. But before we get into the show, we put on this show here at Cave. We are an agency that helps companies tell their stories. So if you're feeling like your brand needs help with storytelling online, social media, wherever it may be, head over to cavesocial.com. We'd love to help you out. All right, sit back and enjoy this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, sitting with me is Jay Whitney. He is the CMO over at Food Story Brands. Jay, how you doing? Awesome. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having us on and allowing us to share our story. No, I, I am pumped. I know we got a little excited before recording, you know, shooting the shit a little bit about the marketing industry and what's happening. And I'm so excited to dive into your experience, what you're doing with Food Story Brands, particularly Fresh Cravings. But before we do that, I do want to pass the mic to you to really set the stage for our listeners on you know who you are and how you got into marketing. Awesome. I would love to do that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I stepped into marketing. I was a college basketball athlete, got an internship right out of college in sports marketing, which I didn't even know existed. And uh, honestly, my career journey started there with NFL. We were the agency that brought the Carolina Panthers to Charlotte, North Carolina many years ago. From there, I worked at Coca-Cola for six years, running their official soft drink of NASCAR platform and Coke racing family. Went into Olympics marketing with Bank of America. I've done television with Lazy Town Entertainment, which is an international kids TV show. And honestly, that's really where my obsession with food and beverage marketing really took hold. I'm just blessed today to be at Food Story, which is kind of for my career anyway, it's a it's a utopia of what I love to do. I love it. And uh, it's one of those things, right? As you bounce around and then you find kind of that place that is, you know, home for lack of a better word, where you're like, okay, this is where I can, I can really do a lot. I can play around and I can help some great companies grow. And I want to talk a little bit about one of the brands that you are really helping explode right now. And that is Fresh Craving. So talk to me, give me the lay, lay down of the company, you know, the product for anyone who's never heard of it before. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah. So first and foremost, I mean, Food Story Brands, we're Arizona based, we're family owned, we are fiercely entrepreneurial company. Our model is much like an incubator in the sense that we've built out an all-star team of passionate foodies and subject matter experts that know how to commercialize and bring products and innovation to market quickly. And that's the big point of difference. You know, there's big CPG food and they're, un, you know, bureaucracy and it's slow and it's methodical. We've got the ability to shoot gaps and meet consumers' needs and disrupt categories with really great white space innovation. Fresh Cravings is a perfect sort of case study of that. And so I'm excited to share with you today about how we've scaled that brand. And I want to talk about that because one of the things, you know, you talk about being fiercely entrepreneurial and part of that really ties to innovation. I think all entrepreneurs are innovators. I also don't think it has to be like change the world innovation. Sometimes it's like, hey, we 
put the ingredients on the front of the package instead of the back, like what RX bar did, for instance, you know? And one of the things that I think you all are doing, which is really is innovative when you look at the size of the space, but is creating a product that you said, no, it's going to go in fresh produce. So talk to me a little bit about that decision to move to the outside of the grocery store versus being in, you know, in the middle aisles. Sure. It's relevant background on salsa as a business in America is a $1.7 billion business. And it grew at 20% last year. And what's remarkable about that is guacamole or hummus or other perishable dips don't necessarily have $1.3 billion worth of salsa enthusiasts that we can source from and convert to fresh. And so you have that. And then you have the incredible, what we consider to be one of the most important things, which is authenticity. And really, we like to tell food stories, right? So we're trying to figure out in salsa, what's the origins of salsa? Well, it's fresh, it's homemade, it's cut vegetable, it's cut pepper, it's got the efficacy and crunch of vegetables versus candidly what's over in the chip aisle, which is a cooked salsa and lasts for 12 months. So it's perishable, it's got shelf life, but you want it that way because that's going to be the more authentic recipe. And produce, we've been very deliberate about from day one, we could have scaled our brand a lot faster had we been more agnostic to categories and salsas sold in five departments in the grocery store today. We deliberately have always stayed in produce to align with the authenticity and the mission of the brand. I love that because like you talked about it, right? It is produce, it's vegetables. And if you go back to the root of the experience, if I was sitting at someone's house 30 miles outside of Guadalajara and their abuela was making salsa, it wouldn't come in a glass jar that was good for a year. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, and we all crave, and I, I'm going to say we all, it's, a, you know, I think the, the Mind Your Marketing fam who's listening to this will, will agree is we all crave those authentic experiences and products that aren't just another like, oh yeah, I've had I've had a version of that before. Oh, I've tried that before. We want experiences. And I think food is such a great, you know, sector really to look at when we those experiences that make you say, wow. And that gets you to say, okay, this isn't only the choice or a choice, sorry, the next time I go to the grocery store, it's the choice. That is the the product I want. Now the challenge in that that I see, and I, I'm interested to, you know, hear what you do here is getting people to try the product, getting people to break from their allegiance, you know, to a product, you know, that maybe isn't as fresh, for instance. So how do you all approach that? What have been some of the methods so far to, yeah, get people kind of, you know, in the family, so to speak? Yeah. And you brought up a great point. I mean, a lot of this, when you're talking about salsa, it is ubiquitous. It is almost at a level of commodity-based category. And one thing that we have found to be true is that to create real share of voice, we need to be a 21st century brand. And salsa needed that, particularly fresh salsa. We built a marketing mix unlike anybody else in the category with a playbook that time and time again, what we're doing, the tip of our marketing spear is connecting with consumers who are primed to make the switch, right? That are already looking for healthier snacking options, fresher ingredients, better for you quality. They're already looking for it. So how do we intercept or pattern interrupt in a way through our social, our digital, our PR, our shopper marketing to connect with them? And then the biggest thing, Jordan, is awareness of the destination. Because I could tell you today, hey, we're in every Walmart in the country, but that wouldn't be enough because you may go to the store and go back to the chip aisle to look for me, right? (laughs) I mean, and so 
a big part of how we get people to the case is that sort of very deliberate marketing and a big message that we emphasize over and over and over is available in produce so that consumers really get the awareness. And then it's about, you know, obviously telling the story of the brand architecture and the reasons to buy, you know, and then the price. A lot of people perceive if it's in produce, oh, that's going to cost more. And the reality is fresh craving salsa is more affordably priced than shelf stable salsas over in the grocery aisle. (laughs) And so we've worked really hard to educate people on that. Yeah, actually, I have that in my notes here. It's just like consumer education, right? It's such a has to be a focal point when you're looking at what's an add-on purchase, right? Which is the next. It's I have to have the chips if I'm going to have the dip. <laughs> but looking at that to go, hey, when you're in the produce section, that's where it is. And then I love this alignment too with the health conscious consumer, which that space is growing like wildfire over the last five years, and then not slowing down anytime soon. So. When you look at a marketing mix, then is it looking at, you know, some health influencers, like other, some of brands like that, where it's like, hey, look, what you put in your body matters. Here's what, here's an alternative that you can use. Leaning into that really from a marketing message. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, that's spot on. I mean, we're we're trying to figure out, you know, our audience and, and who that target is and what are the, whether it be influencers or frankly, other brands that have the same DNA, that have the same product architecture and values and mission that we have. And really, you know, as well as I do, a lot of this is about meeting consumers where they're at. And of course, you know, tracking down where your target audience is going to be and then who's going to impact them, who's going to have relevance that they're going to want to follow. Right. And so we do a lot of influencer marketing and a lot of them are focused on whether it be fitness or lifestyle or healthy nutritionists. We've covered quite the gamut of variety of different types of influencers. I love that. And yeah, I love what you said there too, finding brands that align, because this is a tactic that anyone listening can take is go find someone who shares a customer base with you, but is not a competitor. See if your values align. Is the ethos the same along those product lines? That can be software. That can be food. That can be anything. And those are the people that you should be partnering with, right? Yeah. Um, and I, let me add one thing there, Jordan, because, uh, you know, frankly, hummus is a, now a big part of our brand too. So we, we launched with Salsa in 900 stores five years ago. Today, we're in 18,000 stores. And so we scaled very quickly. There's 240 brands in refrigerated Salsa. We rose to number three inside five years and have been a category leader at one of the nation's largest accounts for the past four years. So Line extending into hummus was sort of an easy, you know, alignment to the brand and to the mission, to the quality DNA that we have. What we love about it is we brought hummus into produce. In the United States, hummus is a deli item for the most part. The category is probably 98% over in the deli. Why did we bring it to produce? A, because that's where the health conscious shoppers are. And B, what do people eat hummus with? Carrots, celery sticks, cucumbers. So you talk about brand alignment, but also usage occasion alignment. So we're running a promotion with Duda, which is the number one celery stick partner vendor in the country. And we're doing these great promotions connecting our hummus and their celery sticks. And it's a beautiful basket building collaboration and everybody's values align so perfectly. And it makes it easy for the consumer. I love that, right? Like making it easy for the consumer, having that alignment across products. Also like 
when you educate the customer and you commit to that, it becomes a no brainer. I'm going, okay, comparable price, the comps are the same, and I can get something that has fresh vegetables in it. Like nine out of 10 people, once they're given that information, are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll pick that one. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. That's right. Now it's just a battle of getting that information out to as many people as possible. And it's also that rising tide, you know, raises all ships in regards to people in America are just becoming more health conscious. And that's something that I think to promote that wave and to just continue that, like, what you put in your body matters. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I love it's, this is near and dear to our heart as a family owned brand is, you know, how are we promoting in the midst of today's climate, today's pandemic situation and the fallout of that. And we actually came into 2021 with a mission to sell our values as a brand versus our products. And so we committed a quarter million dollars out of our marketing budget that we normally would have just spent on ourselves trying to sell people salsa. And we decided let's just repurpose those dollars and give them back to community heroes. So grassroots nonprofits across the United States. So we're doing a quarter million dollars, 50 nonprofits. I hired a videographer. Our brand is now making episodes filming these people's stories. And you want to talk about inspiring and connecting to people's hearts and emotional building brand love is we're doing that by telling these stories and launching that on our social platforms every Thursday. And it has been such a tidal wave of positivity, man, and blessings going out and coming in and doing the right thing is the right thing. So Salsa Break the Good is our campaign this year that is really sort of our North Star, being a servant leader in this business and in this category. I love it. And to your point there is not just talking the talk, but walking the walk as a brand and and looking at what are those values, right? And then if we think too with Salsa and we think to the moments, it's communal experience, right? Parties coming together, July 4th barbecue, but you have real questions going on. We have this question going on you know, I live with my girlfriend and we're talking about, hey, we want the family to eat healthy together and make some healthier, like just choices on the regular. How do we do that? And we, kind of, you know, we came to the, well, we have to live it, lead by example. Right. So now when we find a product like this, it's the choice for us. And that's something that we can introduce to a whole family. And that spurs that interaction over and over and over again, right? And I think that there's just real power in connecting with people like that. And I, I'm happy you guys are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big part of our our DNA is to, you know, really put our values out front and let that lead us. And we can sell the products later. If people connect with our values, then sure. The conversation about buying salsa is much different, much easier. Yeah. And it's one of those things like listeners, if you think about this and you're going like, okay, salsa, how does that apply to my brand? Think about any time you've went to a hotel or anywhere and someone's gone above and beyond. It could be IHOP and someone's gone above and beyond to help you. You walk out of that and you don't go, oh, Jeremy from IHOP was really nice to me. You think, man, I love going to IHOP. They're they're nice there. And it's just replicating that experience for people, right? And being yeah. able to do that. And I, I love that. Telling those stories. It, and we talked about this a little bit before offline, but really putting yourself out there to take some swings with content and tell some stories that really step above the noise, right? And step above national insert whatever day. 
and I love that you're doing that with those stories, hiring the videographer. It's something that a lot of brands I think could, could learn from. Yeah. You know, you and I had a chance to connect with cave social and what your mission is and, and storytelling. And it's the same for us. It's, it is a sea of sameness out there in our category in food in particular to really just kind of follow the line of the national whatever day, as you said. And we just, we wanted to find a different way to connect with people and, and break through the noise and really do something that had an emotional reaction and connection for people. I love it. And I think that's how you, how consumers will tie back, will come back, you know, and, and be repeat purchasers and really it facilitates that loyalty. Jay, before I let you go, let people know where can they learn about Fresh Cravings online, your social accounts, connect, get the product, et cetera. And also where can people connect with you online? Absolutely. So freshcravings.com is our website, our most of our social handles on Facebook and Instagram, you'll find it are at Fresh Cravings Salsa. And for me personally, you can email me directly at j.whitney at foodstorybrands.com. Amazing. And I will put links to all of those in the show notes. So go check that out. Next time you're shopping for chips, head over to that produce aisle. Get yourself some fresh cravings. You will not be disappointed. Jay, thanks again for coming on. Thank you. It's been great. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time.